up, everybody? This is Andrew May. You are listening to Story and Growth. I am rocking this episode solo today. I'm here to talk about how motivation is overrated. Here to shoot the shit and be real. That sounds like something you're into. Let's go. And Kitty didn't like the new intro song. I don't know what's up with that, but your boy loves it. So here we go. Here we go. Yeah, so today on the episode, talking about how motivation is overrated, and I wanted to talk about this because I'm just not super motivated right now to do certain things. There are a lot of things in my life that need to get done and ways in which I want to improve myself and grow, and I come up against this uh, this thing sometimes of just feeling unmotivated, to do the things that I know are good for me or that I know will help me. Things like exercise. Uh, I tweaked my back out last week. I was squatting and just did too many reps or just did too much, kind of hunched my back a little bit. And yeah, it, it caused me to be injured for, you know, most of the week. And I think when things like that happen, you, it's so easy to play the victim card and just kind of be like, man, I can't catch a break, you know, between COVID and this new Delta variant. And, you know, like you could come up with a whole litany of things that aren't going your way. And, you know, I, I tend to allow myself to go there sometimes and it's never beneficial to me. It never helps me to have that sort of mindset. And why do I say that motivation is overrated? Because it is a limited resource and it's highly limited. So, you know, sometimes whenever you're like, hey, I'm going to change things, I'm going to start changing my diet, I'm going to start changing my physical fitness, or I'm going to really go ham on my business and really change things. I'm going to make six figures this year. I'm going to make half a million dollars this year. I'm going to do all these things. And we hear a speech or we hear someone who really inspires us and tells us things that we're like, oh yeah, you're right. I do have it within me. And that only lasts for so long. So I I say that motivation has, it's just a very limited resource. Inspiration is a very limited resource. So You'll hear the speech or you'll feel like, yeah, I'm going to get on track and do this new diet thing. And what happens is after a a period of time, and it may be, you know, after a month, it may be after six months, it may be after a year, you run into resistance. You'll run into things, you know, like me tweaking my back or having a vacation where it's like, (laughs) you know, you're wanting to let loose and party and uh, you don't want to fuck up your diet, but you you also want to live life and enjoy life. And so it can be tricky. And, you know, there's there's no shame in wanting to enjoy your life. Uh, but if you lose that motivation, which I'm in a place like that right now, and, and it's why I wanted to talk about this, because I wanted to remind myself of the things that help me whenever I'm lacking motivation or I'm lacking inspiration. And so I think one of the biggest things is consistency. And consistency happens from you essentially choosing to do the things that you know are going to be good for you regardless. So not allowing the excuse of, I'm too tired. I want to sleep in. Oh, I didn't get good rest last night or any of these things. And sometimes you even have to trick yourself. So 
uh, this week I didn't want to return to the gym cause I was like, Oh man, I could, you know, make my back even worse. It, it's, it's felt, you know, somewhat healed and I know it would be fine if I go to the gym, but <clears throat> I dropped my daughter off and I drove right past the gym and was like, yeah, you know, I'll, I think I need another day of rest. And I really did not. And I knew I didn't. And I actually turned the car around and went to the gym and had one of my, one of my best workouts I've ever had. And in doing so, like I I somewhat tricked myself. I said, Hey, how about you just go and just, you know, do a bench press 10 times, (laughs) just, just do one easy set. You know, you can, you can run on the elliptical if, uh, you know, if it's not feeling great and you're not feeling well, you know, you can, or you can just leave if you don't want to. But the thing was, is by just tricking myself and by convincing myself to just do a small portion, that is what motivated me to go and do over an hour workout and a really solid, difficult workout just by telling myself I was going to do this small thing, which was just, you know, 10 reps on the bench press. And this can go for anything in your life. So if it's wanting to read more books, if you want to read more, uh, pick a book off the shelf or order a new book that you're interested in and read a page or just tell yourself you're going to read a paragraph and sit down to actually do that. I, I think a lot of times we don't allow ourselves to just do these things that we know are going to help us. And, you know, if you are someone who is wanting to work on your diet, stop buying shit and having shit in the house. You know, this would bring me to another point. Set yourself up for success. So I tricked myself in order to set myself up for success. You can also trick yourself uh, or you can also set yourself up for success by don't go to the grocery store hungry. Uh, Don't buy sugary shit. It's really bad for you. Um, Alcohol is not great for you either. And so cutting back on some of those things that you know aren't beneficial. Katie and I have had a lot of conversations about how Alcohol, I think we've talked on several episodes where we're like, man, alcohol's fun because it is. But we found time and time again that it just was not serving us well. I would have times where I'd go out and drink and then the next day, the entire next day would be kind of wasted because I would feel sick. I would feel hungover and just lethargic and not like doing, didn't feel like doing things. And that's detrimental. And so you know, for the last three or four months, I've just not been drinking and it's, it's been so much more beneficial to me. And I'm not telling you what you should and shouldn't do. It's your life. I want you to live it and enjoy it. But I also have found that certain things are really helpful and health is a huge part of that. Getting good rest, good sleep. Alcohol is a huge deterrent to those things. So, you know, this isn't a PSA for me to tell you, Hey, don't drink alcohol. But if you're like me and you know that something's not good for you and you continue to consume or you continue to do that thing, that addiction, you know, whether it's porn, whether it's alcohol, whether it's weed, whether it's cigarettes, you know, uh, eating, eating a like two bowls of sugar every night at 9 PM or two bowls of cereal every night at 9 PM. That's not good for you. If you have these habits that you know are, if you have triggers for those habits, 
try to eliminate the triggers and try to just get yourself on like to a place where you're not doing those things that are detrimental to your growth. Because what happens with that too is shame. It's a shame cycle. You feel bad that you, you did these things that you know are not helpful to you. And so I think accountability can be something that's helpful. And this is a tricky one because when I was in college, uh, I had accountability partners. I went to a very conservative Christian college and, uh, you know, like with, uh, the whole porn thing, I would have accountability partners and we would tell other guys, like if we messed up in quotes and like looked at porn and they would like pray with us and all this stuff. And, you know, I, I think that it can it can get a little weird. And so my background with that is kind of interesting. So accountability, the word itself, I have a little bit of weird baggage with, but I have found, so like if you have someone who will work out with you, or if you have a group of people, like if it's a cycling class that you go to or yoga class with other ladies or other fellas, Taekwondo, uh, a martial art, like any martial art, having accountability really helps because you know, it's not just your health and well-being on the line. You know, you're kind of responsible for someone else's in a sense. And so you're more likely to show up and, you know, even the social aspect of that is more compelling to just, you know, it's more fun to show up and work out with other people. So accountability, accountability can be very helpful when motivation just kind of dies off, you know, finding someone who is like-minded and wants the same, you know, maybe has the same goals as you and just checking in with that person and having them check in with you. And so also to take it back to consistency, sometimes we just have to do the thing. So we, we want to do these things, but we just don't do them. We do other things in place of them. And so I think for me, what is helpful is to just go and do it. So for me, I just went to the gym. I I try to like turn off that part of my brain that tries to make excuses and tries to give me reasons why it's a bad idea. Cause my brain is always trying to protect me and make things easy and make things safe. And so I sometimes just have to say to that side of my brain, fuck off basically. And, uh, you know, we, we've been watching this movie, Luca, it's a Pixar film. It's on Disney plus It's a fun film, but, uh, you know how I've talked about the, the self-talk, the negative self-talk voice in my head, Brad, the one from the film, his name is, uh, is Bruno. Uh, so the lead character, Luca says to his negative self-talk voice, he says, silencio Bruno. It's this Italian kind of fun film, um, about like fish who can become humans. Anyway, go check it out. It's fun. But silencio Bruno is my way of saying that is essentially, you know, saying fuck off to myself whenever myself tries to come up with these excuses. So if you want something a little softer, uh, silencio Bruno is a good one. And, uh, you know, like I would encourage you to come up with a name for your, uh, that negative self-talk voice. So you can actually call it out and be like, dude, Brad, like seriously don't need your input right now. We're going to go to the gym. We're going to bust out 10 jumping jacks, you know, something low key. And then once you're there, 
you're going to be around other people. You're not just going to do the 10 jumping jacks. You are going to do a full workout likely. And I think that that's what is key to consistency is, like I said, setting yourself up for success. So even laying your clothes out the night before, laying out workout clothes. So you're like, oh yeah, we're going to do this. Oh yeah. Okay. (laughs) Here we go. And just putting them on and you know, that's what I've done on the days where I'm going to work out. I have the, the clothes ready to go and I know I'm going to do that. So I think routine is really important too. It's been tricky. So like last week, the kids were out of summer camp and school and everything. And so it was like a full week of them being home for 4th of July week. And we get so out of our routine and Katie and I were, we were kind of miserable <laughs> for some of the week because we just felt out of routine off, like not doing our consistent exercise or our consistent, you know, meditation, journaling, the things that we really, uh, that help feel like they keep us in alignment and our kids were off the walls. They were just kind of, kind of crazy. But the, the routine for me of like dropping the kids off, having my morning coffee and then getting started with my day, the routine really helps to keep me kind of grounded and to stay consistent. When I'm out of routine, I'm just kind of out of whack, out of alignment. And so, you know, I don't know what your routine looks like, but I do feel like having some sort of routine, having a consistent wake up time. So, you know, talking about consistency, you know, I I wouldn't just sleep till you sleep, you know, in the the morning, sleep in till whenever, uh, wake up at, some people wake up at four. That's not my jam. <laughs> wake up at five, wake up at six, whatever it is, have it set. But also like, and I'm bad about this, have a consistent bedtime. You know, 10 PM is, is a great bedtime for me. And I'm not good about sticking to it, especially I've been watching Ozark. That show is the shit. And just kind of, uh, I, I, get addicted to these things. You know, I'll watch an episode and the writers, they're so good about ending episodes on a cliffhanger. So you're like, Oh man, I got to watch another one. And then what you don't realize is you're, you're self-sabotaging. I'm self-sabotaging and I know it. Like I'll watch another episode. I'm tired. So the next day I'm not as motivated, not as focused, not as, you know, uh, not wanting to do my workout. And then if I do, if I kind of push past that, I'm still tired for it. And it just creates issues. You know, my workout may not be as good because I didn't sleep as well the night before. I didn't get great rest. And so having systems in place, like goes kind of in tandem with routines. So with my work specifically, I've had to come up with better routines for dealing with, I get a ton of clients. And so how do you keep track of all those clients? There's software. So there's really smart engineers who have created software to make our lives easier. And for me, I use an app called HoneyBook, which helps automate and systematize things to where I'm not just constantly being pulled in so many different directions and trying to keep track of everyone's different emails. And there's a lot of like productivity apps as well on on our phones to help us, you know, stay a bit more organized. So there's lots of to-do apps and things to create schedules. And I would, you know, I use an app called to-do, but it's spelled really weird. It's like T-E-A-X-D-E-U-X or some shit. It's, I don't know, but 
there's loads of apps, especially on Apple. There's notes, there's reminders, and that can get annoying because it can feel like your phone is just constantly like screaming at you, like do this, do that, do this. But it can also be helpful if you have like at 1 PM, like a meditation alarm or something, because you know, you want to cut out time in the middle of your day. If you get stressed or just even if you don't get stressed, if you want to have that as a daily practice to set that reminder and make sure that you don't skip it, it's so easy to hit snooze or to just hit uh, done and just not do it. Oh, I'm in the middle of this really big project. I can't take the break. But so many times taking that break or taking a walk in the middle of the day can really kind of reset our mind. Because after like two to three hours of straight work, the you just kind of fall off pretty quickly in terms of your output. So for me, having those systems in place and reminders, alarms, different things to help me just to kind of keep me in check and make sure I'm not just doing work that's that's not solid work. I've had to go back before and edit different, you know, photo sessions that I've done because my, my, you know, I I sat at the computer too long and it just kind of tapered off. So systems are great. Routines, great accountability, consistency, all these things that we've talked about are really helpful. Setting ourselves up for success. All these are really going to help you when motivation just lets you down and motivation will let you down. You might listen to this and you're like, oh, cool. Andrew's right. Like I'm motivated to go do some shit. That is great. But remember that it's not going to last. So kind of implementing some of these things that I'm talking about is really going to be helpful long-term because short-term's just not going to get it. It's not going to cut it. You know, if you want to be a writer, just short-term writing for a few days or for a couple months, but then you just fall off. It's not going to help your dream to become a reality. Or if you want to be a YouTuber, you know, same thing. If you just do like upload two videos or five videos, and then you just stop and you aren't consistent with it, then you know, you're not going to live your dreams and you're going to feel like, why am I not seeing the success that other people are seeing? It's because those people are remaining consistent and they're not giving up. And I think the final thing that is really helpful is our environment. And I mean that with both like the physical environment and the social environment. So we've talked about before how, you know, there are certain friends or people that we have in our lives that can be toxic. And so it's important to, you know, if they're family, I, you know, I'm reluctant to say this, but even if they're family and they're, if they're a toxic person, I think you really need to set boundaries and for yourself, not just with them, but for yourself of, Uh, I want my environment to be a positive one. If you have a friend or someone you know that's in your circle that is consistently just always negative or always wants to talk about things that are just, you know, like they're just a downer, you know, that isn't the type of friendship that I want to be a part of or the type of person I want to be around. And I think it's okay to know that about yourself and to, you know, move away from those types of relationships. You don't have to be rude or ugly to the person, but 
you know, I think you can slowly pull away from people like that and create the type of environment, the type of social environment that you want to have. And then in terms of physical environment, live in a space that makes you feel alive. I feel alive in the mountains. That's, you know, in the woods, those are the places where I really thrive. I'm not a beach guy. I'll go to the beach, but it's not where I thrive. And so that's why I live in Asheville. I love it here. And if you don't have that kind of environment, travel more, you know, once you travel more, I find for myself, when I travel more, I come back with just a lot more perspective, a lot more that I feel like I can give to the world. So yeah, your environment really does matter. And, you know, even your office space, if your office space is just entirely junked up and there's shit everywhere, it's going to feel that way. And it's going to reflect the work that like, it's going to reflect your output. If you're in a space that feels clean, it feels good. That can help with motivation, which is what we're talking about today. So there's so many things that we went through and, you know, honestly, some of the times with these episodes, there are certain things that I'm going through in my life and I need to just even talk myself through what do I need to know right now? And these are the things that I'm needing to tell myself right now. So I think this episode is really helpful for hopefully you, but it's really been helpful to me to kind of think this stuff out and and talk through it. So when motivation dies, you have these tools in your toolkit. Thank you so much for listening. And Katie will be back next week. Your story matters. Cheers, y'all. If you are continuing to dig these episodes, you can write us a review at Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. If you want to pick up some of our merch, you can do so at allegoryandelm.com slash shop. You can get a shoot the shit and be real hat or a tri-blend shirt. If you want to connect with us on Instagram, Katie is at Embrace Yourself Whole. Andrew is at Allegory and Elm. Thanks so much for listening. Your story matters. Cheers.